You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Happy Wednesday to you. Um, I am in a car. Let me turn off the windshield wipers. Even though I was just listening to that um, Roddy Rich song. Do you know the one that's like... It's the box, and it's um, and I had my windshield wipers on, and it was going like perfectly with the sound of the the song. It was really satisfying. But I'm in my car. I'm not driving. Don't worry. Not that anyone was worried. The fact that you're even listening to this means I survived whatever I was doing. Or what if I didn't? What if I still somehow figured out a way to put out a podcast if I died in a car crash while making a podcast? Um. So yeah, I'm I'm in the car, my new car. Did I tell you about my license plate? Down for 10 boyfriends. Um, yeah, that's what my vanity plate says. I think I told you guys that. I like how I say told you guys that, like, oh, you guys are my friends, but you kind of are. You're all I have. Please never stop listening. Just kidding. But seriously, don't. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm making myself laugh. I am waiting for my mom. She's in goodwill. You guys don't know this about my mom, or maybe you do. I don't know how many of you have been listening to me and for how long, but my mom is um, addicted to Goodwill, and I'm not joking when I say that. It's um, before COVID, she would go to three, like three Goodwills a day, and she finds things for our house. She finds things to sell on eBay. She finds things to give to people. She's not a hoarder. But I also say that with a lot of hesitation. <laughs> it's not like terrible, but it's it's um it hasn't reached a level where I need to intervene. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like I um yeah, there there's a lot of but I'm kind of a hoarder too. I have a really hard time throwing things out. My thing is I don't buy many new things. This is our second stop at a thrift store of the day. I did I couldn't go into this one. I just couldn't do it because we just went to a one in um, if you're familiar with St. Louis, a place called Savers in Crestwood, and it just depressed me so freaking much. The lighting in there was just horrendous. The soundtrack is just babies crying and like people bleeding out of their face. I don't know. They're just it just I felt like I was getting hangnails while I was there just touching the clothing. I felt dry. There was just all doo-wop 50s music playing, like blasting. Like it felt like I was an extra in Grease 3, but I was around children's clothing that, you know, shouldn't even be resold. I mean, everything in there was soiled. Actually, children's clothing is the only thing that's... But the children's clothing was creeping me out because I'm listening to this fucking podcast Guys, okay, I follow this Reddit subreddit called Podcasts, and it's awesome because they just recommend good podcasts to listen to. Mine's never been mentioned on there, but I'm not going to take it offensively because they tend to like very highly produced podcasts, and not a lot of comedy podcasts are talked about in there. But um, they recommend, and I don't really like comedy podcasts because I tend to get jealous and compare myself and all those things. Although Reply All does make me laugh, like, hysterically, even though it's not a comedy podcast per se. Um, per se. But um, I want to start saying per se instead of per se and see if anyone ever notices. 
But there's this podcast that everyone's been talking about on the on that subreddit called Hunting Warhead. And no, it's not about finding the 90s candy that was super, super sour. It's not that. Warheads were disgusting. They weren't that good of a candy, although I love them. I love every candy. And now that I'm talking about warheads, my mouth is seriously watering. What is it about sour things that makes your mouth water? If I think about pepperoncinis or pepperoncinis, as my friend Anya calls them, because it's like the correct way to pronounce them. But if you're not calling them pepperoncinis, get out of my car. And I know you're not in my car, but I'm in my car, and I would kick you out if you called them pepperoncinis. But Anya does, and I, I let her get away with it because um, she's my best friend. And and she's like, I, I think she, it, she actually proved to me one time. She looked it up and was like, no, that's the right way to pronounce it. But it sounds so ridiculous. Like guacamole, which I know is the pronunci- right pronunciation, but like, stop it. It's pepperoncini. It's guacamole. Um, God, I sound like fucking, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. I'm going to say guacamole. I'm going to say pepperoncini. Um, but there's this fucking podcast. I don't recommend it. I don't know why I'm listening to it. I'm already suffering with depression. I don't know why I'm listening to a serialized podcast about child abuse. But I'm drawn to it because, whoa, I just saw so much lightning. That was a sign that there was lightning in the sky. I don't believe in signs. You guys know that. Um, this podcast, dude, it's recommended a lot. And apparently it's like the, it's the new serial, you know, like everyone loves this podcast and it is really, really good. I'm on episode four and I just started listening a few days ago. My problem was I kept getting lulled to sleep because the guy's voices in it are all so soothing, even though they're talking about like child abuse, uh, material which is the new way that I say I learned something from this podcast child pornography no one should use those two words do not use them anymore because it makes it seem it's from the perspective of the abuser that's what they think it is is pornography means it it's like sexual right but that that's not what you should call it unless you're someone who looks at it that way so it's called child abuse material which doesn't sound as bad as child pornography but this whole fucking oh my god this whole podcast is about that so seeing children's clothes today was just kind of fucked with me I this this can't be good for me to listen to a podcast that is about um tracking down people who have child abuse images rings what child abuse image rings I mean the dark web is a scary scary place and um And this kind of goes into it. And it's just so creepy and so disgusting and so disturbing. Yet I'm drawn to disturbing things. I don't know why. Sometimes when my mind... But I don't, like... I don't know. I I just... You know, you guys... There are people out there that love murder things. I feel like I'm still drawn to, like, scary stuff. Like, I I love murder shows. I love hearing about grisly attacks and brutally brutalized brutal you know what I'm just trying to think of a word which is escaping me and I just went to see uh, a wellness specialist today who told me it might be because there's mold in my parents apartment which would make sense because my mom goes to goodwill every day um but my problem is I can't watch murder documentaries or listen to murder podcasts because I'm a single woman and oftentimes I am home alone and I just can't handle that but 
for me to listen to the podcast I'm listening to, I'm not really scared because I've aged out of being a victim of that. And that's not to say that I don't think it's disgusting. But anyway, is anyone listening to Hunting Warhead? It's fucking great, but it's disturbing. Anyway, that's why I was like weirded out being around kids stuff. Every man that even got close to the kids section, I was like, you fucking perf, get away. Keep on shopping. Go over, keep walking, keep walking. I felt like I was like, you know, standing guard by it. It was really weird. And I can't talk to this podcast about, to my sister or my mom because, you know, they have, we have little kids in our family. I don't even know why I'm exposing myself to it. Jesus Christ. Why is this podcast even out there? But it was highly recommended. And that's not to say that I recommend it to you. Um, yeah, I'm feeling okay today. Not great. I have a lot on my plate. Um, I got to get, I have to write an episode of a show that I'm writing. <sighs> I got it. And that's due by Thursday. I'm going to Salt Lake City on Friday. I'm scared about flying. And it's not for why you think it is. I'm not really scared of catching COVID because I'm going to take all the precautionary me- measures. I'm scared because I have a four-hour layover in Dallas. And I, I heard that no shops or Starbucks are open in airports right now. That's why I'm scared. Um, And then I'm going to Salt Lake City. Going to be there all weekend. Going to be fun shows. I'm actually looking forward to doing stand-up, even though my brain isn't really functioning the way it should be. I've got a couple ideas for new jokes. Um, yeah, and, uh, I'll get to hang out with Andrew again, which is exciting, even though I've been very triggered by his Instagram posts. I think he he's, like, really getting excited about being on the road again, so I think he's trying to lose weight, and he's, every time I pull up Instagram, he's punching a bag and, like, kind of showing off his biceps, and it's all funny. It's all, like, you know, he's doing it in a funny way, but it just irritates me. So I muted him. Have you ever muted one of your best friends because you can't take what they're doing? And there's not, it's not his problem. I would even tell him that. But I did write on his recent post, muted. And I, I think he's pretty mad at me because I went on his Instagram live last night and I was trying to engage with him and he ignored all of my comments. So I think we're in a fight, but who knows? We'll get over it. Um, and then next, next week, I'm going to Nashville. Um, gonna be... Uh, doing shows at Zany's where D.L. Hughley collapsed on stage. God, he got a lot of um, attention for that. And when I collapsed on stage in the summer of 2007, I was so excited that no one had filmed it. There was no evidence of it. And now I really wish there were because that shit could go viral. I fucking fainted on stage flat out. And... um, and it was a, if you've heard me tell the story before, I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah, it was because I was pretty anorexic at the time, was working a temp job all day, didn't eat, um, smoked a little weed, went on like a five mile run and then drove an hour and a half to eat my, and I got a free meal for performing and I was broke at the time. So I just starved all day and was going to eat this gigantic salad. And I got there and they were like, can you go on stage? And I was like, I really need to eat. And they're like, just go on stage and your food will be ready when you get off. And I was like, Okay. And I went up there and within three jokes, I was seeing tunnel vision and then I collapsed and it was humiliating. And man, I wish the video existed at the time. I was like, seriously thought I had to quit comedy because how, how could you keep, I felt like I had, well, I was just mad at myself because I had put my 
Like my starvation had gotten the best of me. I'd almost fainted a couple times when I used to be anorexic, but I had always like sat down really quickly before I I fainted because I could, you know, but when you're on stage, you couldn't. And suddenly like, oh no, my fucking dieting was affecting my career. And that's only happened a couple times. Like whenever something I'm doing that's harmful and I know it's secretly harmful, like A, starving myself, B, smoking too much pot, C, drinking too much. When it starts to interfere with my career, that's when I stop doing it. That's why I stopped smoking pot. Um, however many days ago, last, last Sunday, Father's Day. I'll never forget. I quit smoking pot for a month on Father's Day. I'm predicting it's going to be about a month. I can't do this forever. I, I miss it and my life has not changed that much. But I'm going give, to give it a longer time, like I said. My mom is still in goodwill. God only knows what she's doing in there. She was like, I'm only going to be a second. And I go, take your time. I'm going to tape a podcast. And I guess she thinks um, podcasts are longer than the ones I'm doing. But I'm going um, to go now because I'm out of things to talk about. And I'll have more to say right after this. I've legitimately re-recorded this second half of the podcast. I think this is my 12th time. Um, I've been sitting here an hour. This is late to my producer. I'm sweating a lot because I just keep messing up and saying the wrong thing or saying something that I think could get me canceled or saying something that is, you know, dreadfully unfunny. It's not easy doing these things. I just, I'm realizing that right now. I'm like sweating so much because I'm getting so frustrated with myself for being so unfunny. I'm going to get better. I went to, like I said, I went to a wellness specialist today. I don't even know if it's a doctor. I feel weird saying a doctor because I don't think he's a doctor, but he is someone that has helped a friend of mine a lot and I was recommended him and he is amazing and I think does a more holistic approach. I don't even know what he does, but what I do know is that he listened to me, he seemed to care and he has a new plan for me. It was kind of devastating sitting down and talking to him and he was looking over my blood work And he asked if I wanted kids at any point. And I go, I don't know, maybe. And he goes, well, that's not happening for you now. And kind of like put his hand on the papers, like referencing like, based on this, your body will not support life anytime soon. I literally almost broke into tears, but I suppressed them because, um, which isn't hard to do. It's, it's easier for me to, um, not cry than it is for me to, um, cry. Does that make sense? It's not easy for me to cry. Um, I have to like force myself to do it sometimes. But that did stir up some emotions in me and it made me go like, oh, maybe I do want kids. But we're going to figure it out and I'm going to make my body hospitable for a child that I'll probably, you know, kick out eventually. And I didn't say in which way I would kick it out. Don't don't make me out to seem like I'm going to get an abortion. I didn't say that. Even when you give birth, you're kicking a baby out. So, um, but I'm gluten-free now. That's the first step he suggested based on everything that's going on with me. Um, I'm happy to add a new restriction to my diet. I'm already vegan. Let's throw in gluten-free. Why the fuck not? Um, And uh, I pretty much already eat gluten-free. I realize that. Being vegan um, is already annoying enough, but, you know, add it to my Karen card. Gluten-free. Um, I almost told a woman today at Deerberg's, calm down, Karen. Oh, I wanted to so bad. I was so close to doing it. Don't you ever want someone to misbehave just a little bit more so you get to be a bitch to them? Aren't you ever like, even though their bitchiness would cause more pain in other people's lives, you just want them to take it one step further so that you can intervene. 
this girl, I, we were at self checkout and we were just at the mirror. And so we were checking ourselves out and, um, we were also, there's mirrors at self checkout. So you can double self checkout. And she, you know, when it goes, please hold for, uh, please see an attendant. The attendant will be right with you. You know, whenever you scan an item and like the thing doesn't weigh it out correctly. So it's like, please hold for assistance. Well, it said that. And the woman that was supposed to assist us was like doing something else. And this woman was getting so upset and just kind of huffing and puffing under her mask that I bet she was wearing reluctantly. But she was about to like get get angry at this girl. And this girl was definitely um, a minority, right? Especially in this fucking white ass grocery store we were in. And I was just waiting like, oh, be rude to this girl because I will fucking call you out. And I was just waiting. And then she actually showed a lot of patience and totally turned the corner. And I was like, damn it. She's more of a Catherine than a Karen. And I didn't get to go off on her. I guess I have some rage that I need to let out. Um, my mom and I had a really fun car ride home from Goodwill. We were singing Taylor Swift. I have to share with you that my mom thought the song gorgeous. You know that song that's like, um, you're so gorgeous. I can't say anything to you. My mom thought it was go fish. She thought Taylor Swift was singing, you're so goldfish, I can't say anything to your face. Crazy eights, goldfish. <laughs> My mom picked up some disgusting squid salad at the grocery store because she loves the discount food aisle. It's her favorite thing. She likes, she hits Goodwill three times a day when she's not working a job. And she also goes to Deerberg's, which is the grocery store, twice a day to go to the um, rotten food section. There's like, you know, an eighth of an aisle quarantined off that has all the food that's just about to go bad. Oh, it's about to go bad. It's about to go real bad. And um, she got a squid salad today, which she thinks my mom thinks that any seafood is just a delicacy the other night I asked her what her last meal would be like if you could have a last meal what would you want because you know I'm, uh, they're probably gonna die soon and I want to get it ready um no you know I was like you know if you were on death row what would you what would you want and my mom said lobster and I was like really I've never heard her go like yum 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 lobster I think she just wants lobster because it would be the most expensive thing to get I think my mom's tastes are reflected by things that are expensive. Like my sister and I always joke that you could give my mom anything um, with a Madewell sticker. My mom thinks that Madewell, if you're a girl, you know what Madewell is. And it's not that, like it used to be quality, but it's it's crap now. Uh, sorry, Madewell. Or sorry, anyone that shops at Madewell. It's so poorly made. I go in there and I'm like, this stuff is made shit. Um, but my mom is convinced that Madewell is like the most expensive clothing you can buy and my sister and I wanted to do an experiment where we put made well tags on really ugly clothing and gave it to my mom and she would love it that's how my mom feels about like if you just tell my mom something was once expensive she will love it so she got a squid salad at the discount foods today can you think of anything more disgusting to get on discount than a squid a lukewarm squid salad she was skipping like she just found a Gucci purse at Goodwill and I'm like no mom this isn't like mistakenly marked down. Like I understand when you find something like an Hermes bag 
at, at goodwill. It's like, oh, whoever was like in taking different items didn't know the value of this. And so they just put it on the floor and you got found a good deal. It's like finding, you know, it's, you know, it's like treasure hunting. But there's no accidental markdown foods. Like people know their shit and that's why they're marked down. But my mom doesn't seem to understand that. So she's very excited about her squid salad that she probably will die from. In which case I will probably, I'm glad that she went down with some seafood that she thought was expensive, you know. Last meal. Um, what else do I have to say? I Last night my ex-boyfriend came over. We watched Normal People. God, that show is slow as shit. Nothing happens. Episode six is just a bunch of... All they do is have sex the entire episode. There's a really intense fingering scene. And I was getting annoyed. And I was like, "Are is this seriously a scene where we just watch her get fingered and come?" And my ex-boyfriend was like, of all scenes that I could see you get frustrating, frustrated with, this is the one that I would think that you would enjoy the most. And I was like, you're damn right. I love a good fingering. And he knows I do. And boy, we were so turned on by the end of it. I mean, I can't speak for him, but it, it, it was in the air, right? And um, we were both kind of horned up. And then we he had to go and um, and we definitely had a conversation about... I'm going to be discreet when I talk about him because he has wished to have some sort of privacy in this. And especially since people tend to know who he is, I don't want to say too much. But we did have a very... Um, steamy conversation as he was walking out about the idea of possibly you know engaging in physical activity with one another and I ain't talking a rugby scrimmage and it was really hot it was super fun and I accidentally I actually like uh he was just like you look good glaze he said something like that and I was like thanks and um, I decided to like get naked right there at the door. My parents weren't home, by the way. So I just like got completely naked. It was pretty fun. He, he, he was like, holy shit. Because he hasn't seen me. No one's seen me naked in a while. And sometimes you just want to show people what you're working with, right? So I just, uh, I didn't get totally naked. I just like, you know, took off my top and pulled down my skirt. <laughs> and just got naked in the doorway. And then we talked about stuff. But we weren't doing anything. But we were talking a good game at my front door. And then he was leaving and he was like, all right, wait, do you, do you have a camera here? And I was like, yeah, but I wasn't on camera because I was in the doorway. And I was like, but I remembered that the cameras have sound and my parents were gone last night and they get an alert when any, there's ever like sound or movement being detected. And I didn't, I freaked out because then I went to my own ring app and I checked and you could hear our whole conversation, which was explicit. I can't even tell you what we were talking about because it was so explicit. Um, and I didn't know what to do because I know my parents got an alert on their phone and I know they don't check it all the time. But like I know sometimes my mom has a glass of wine and is like, let's see what Nikki's up to. And like I, she does that with my, my sister has like a, a, a camera on her kids, you know, when they're sleeping. And so sometimes and we are hooked up to that. So sometimes my mom just pulls that up and likes to just stare at my sister's baby sleeping it's just so cute just to see them in their crib and so I could just imagine her being like let's see what Nikki's up to the alarm just went off and then she hears the most graphic conversation I mean compared to my special banging it was it's nothing compared to that it was crazy and 
I was, I pulled, I was mortified. I didn't know what to do. I was like, do I text my mom and tell her, Hey, don't listen to what would you do? You know, would you tell them like, don't listen to what you just might not even know happened? Like I could see her not even having her phone on her and not ever listening to it, but I could also see her listening to it. So do you alert them to, to a thing they're not supposed to listen to? I chose to not say anything, which I think was a bad idea because it is weird today. They didn't ask me what I did last night, which they always ask me what I do when they're gone. My mom kind of mentioned something about him coming over last night. I'm just hoping to God they didn't hear it. But if they did, what am I going to do? I, I I didn't mean to do it. It's not like I wanted them to hear. That would be so weird. So I'm going to let it go. I wish I could tell you guys the conversation because it is truly humiliating. But I got to go. I have to send this off so it can be made into a podcast. Thank you so much, Noah, for waiting. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this. I love you so much. Thank you for all your messages. Thank you for, um, yeah, just thanks for listening. Thanks for caring. I can't believe you do. Sometimes I'm like, why is anyone listening to this? But if it helps you and you're entertained by it, God, that means a lot to me. Thank you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Squirt, squirt, a jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.